WWE versus Raw fam. All you need is the championship belt, you know. I tell you, fam. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the head in the cell. Head in the cell match with him and Batista, fam. <laughs> I'm grounded. Let's think right round. Slap piece for a techno watch, but I'm able to bust that down. Every time I try to hit the button and be cool, it never works out. I got I forgot I gotta tap it twice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you uh I don't know. I had a, a dirty joke, but I lost it. Um I, I get where you're going. Hold on. Do you have the music queued up yet? What happened? You have the music? Is it queued up yet? No, not yet. Okay. Hold on. I, I got you right now. Damn, ads. Okay, I'm spoiled. I might have to go back to nobody. There Absolutely we go. nobody. Yeah. Michael Cole. The big dog. Oh. Turn it up. The king is back. Yes. New teeth alert. All y'all motherfucking incels that was talking down. Roman Reigns sucks. Nah. We watch SmackDown now. I ain't watched yeah. SmackDown in months. We watching it now. New teeth alert. <laughs> New dentures alert. Yeah. Roman got the bag and fixed his teeth. The crazy thing is, I I never noticed he had bad teeth. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad, but maybe you know, he just wanted to, he wanted his situation right. Um, man hooked up the what was it? Uh, the Invisaligns. I don't even think those Invisaligns. I really think those are the teeth from Santa's little helper. Those those are his teeth, or it's that one character from the damn Muppets. Yeah, could be. Nah, he just, you know, Roman just hit Smile Direct Club. That's why he been off. He living his best life. I ain't going back and forth with you. Uh, yeah, I'm living my best life. You know. Y'all go to the performance center. I care about my life. Yeah. The performance center ain't big enough for me. I'm bigger than the performance center. He's right about that. And, yeah, y'all good. Y'all go ahead. Because 11 people got sick during June or however many it was. Yeah. God bless. You know what happened? Roman calling Kevin Owens. Because remember, Kevin, on <laughs> cause remember Kevin Owens was like, yeah, I, I'm a dip. <laughs> I'm a head out. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, it's been real. You know. Uh, and then um, all of a sudden Vince was like, no, 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 you can't go. You can't go. Uh, we we need you, and they started doing this. And then Roman was like, "Yo, Kev, and Kev was like, how'd you get my number?" He's like, "Nigga, I'm the big dog." He probably already had his number. Yeah, he might have. But even if he didn't, I just like the idea of uh of Roman, what you call it, getting his number. Yeah, just calling him out of the blue, and Kevin Owens is being like, "Wait, how'd you get, nigga? I'm the big dog." I'm the big dog get everybody's number. The funny thing is, it's a few people that got Vince's number. It's probably like five people, five or five former stars that have his number. Well, no, six, seven. They have the his Rock. personal number. The Rock. Undertaker. Stone Cold. I don't even think Stone Cold might not have it. Well, if Stone Cold don't have it, it's because Stone Cold don't want it. That's what I'm saying. Like, what would they talk about? Like, he like, bro, I don't need to talk to you no more. No. Like, just hit me up. Have Bruce or somebody hit me up. One of the producers hit me up when you want me to come through and cut a promo and drink beer. But otherwise, that, yeah, you're right. I don't think Steve Austin would have his number because he probably don't want it. Like, nigga, DM me. <laughs> right. I'm barbecuing it. Go through my agent. Like, there's no need for me to have your number. Uh, Taker definitely got it. Well, Taker got his phone number. He got this address. He got the, the phone by the bed. He got that number. Because Vince is, definitely has one of those. He definitely has one of those. He an old dude. Yeah. 
I need a house phone. It's 2020, bro. Yeah. The one where you got to hit the little the little lamp to turn on. You think he still wear pajamas? You know, like we remember those old like 90s shows and movies we used to watch, like these old white dudes be coming out of bed, like don't be a menace. And fully dressed pajamas. Yeah, like you got lying on nigga. Is that silk? Silk pajamas? Like, why do your pajamas so nice they need t-shirts underneath? Like, like Mr. Wilson slid out that bed to pick up the yeah. phone next to the lamp. With the real like worn out leather uh slides <laughs> looking pissed off and then he tucked in because it's something about white people being tucked in i don't know what it is maybe that's privilege to be tucked in your bed i'm like fam if i did that right now i would die i would sweat profusely yes yes this, this is not the time to be getting tucked in you got you got so much AC that you run in the AC at night. Yeah, this shit costing a lot too. I try to go without having my AC on. You can't you can't do that. You think uh, you think Vince got one of them hotel ACs? Those are the most powerful ACs in the world. You would die <laughs> if you anemic. Those are not your best friend. <laughs> like those things just be just strong for no reason and you can hear the motherfucker too you think it's a ghost like it's like yo this is a refrigerator engine in here i know it put the ice cream on top we don't need to put it in the mini fridge if you got one of those in your hotel yeah it worked too good you got to turn it off like man i gotta warm up turn that turn that joint off real quick yeah the motel six the one in uh miami that i was using Yo, I'm like, I know it's like 80 degrees at night in December out here, but I don't need it to be that cold. That's the thing with me. Like, I keep my AC on at 77, and even then, I'm kind of cold. Oh, yeah, you reptilian. Hey, bro. The tan foil has to stay on. You reptilian. Is this Dynamite Kid? It's got to be Dynamite Kid. I'm watching uh, NXT UK right they now. They started up again? or? Nah, they just doing reruns like ROH. Like every time I get excited, I'm like, oh, ROH is back. Fucking go and watch it on that website we all know that exists. And it's like, nah, we're going to show the best of uh, who I saw the best of, of course, the Briscoes, one of the top 10 best tag teams last decade. But it was somebody else. I was like, I don't, I don't need a top 10 of them. Of course, I saw Kenny King's, Jay Lethal's, and Everybody else that I need to see, but there's certain people I'm like, no, nah, I, I don't need to see it. You're not trying to watch the Matt Taven top 10 best of? No, I would rather watch Marty Skrull, and I can't stand Marty Skrull. Yeah. Is I, he I still gotta, over at Ring of Honor? Uh, Isn't like he's the executive or something like that? One of the bookers? I thought they would have told him, yeah, you got to bounce after he got named. It's, it's, it's ROH. That's true. Tell me what station they come on and tell me who owns ROH. We know who owns. The thing is, like, I don't know his name, but I know who runs Impact Wrestling. I know what he does. I can't tell you what job the person has other than running ROH. Oh, Sinclair? Okay, does he he work for Publix? He he sounds like he worked a regular job. Nah, he got, like, a lot of local news stations that he'd be trying to put, like, MAGA... Um, propaganda on. Okay, so Marty Steele is employed, but <laughs> that yeah. I ain't even got to do my Googles. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was a, this been a hell of a year when so much happened. You'd be like, damn, that shit did happen. Like, I look back and see who all was supposed to get canceled or did get canceled. I'm like, damn, that did happen. That was only like fucking in June. Yeah. It's like Everybody. every week is something new, so you can't you can't go back and really think about it. And then when you do, you be like, "Damn, that shit did happen." Yeah, everything still around, and the only person that only two people that ever like lost their job was Jimmy Havoc and Jack Gallagher. Like, and that's the hilarious thing because they don't need to be around. Like, who cares? And the only person that's still getting attention on it is Velveteen. Even though Matt Riddle, I mean, you know. I, you know what I just is. talked about that on another podcast I'm a part of. Uh, 
Yeah, bro. I, I I keep saying I knew he was guilty because the next day he going to – I mean, this is all good timing too, but the next day or that was like Mother's Day weekend, he wanted to post a picture with his wife. I don't think he ever posted her on social media, even though we know how she looks because the WWE 24 that he was a part of. And then, like, this is my wife. You know what I mean? Just it, You can just tell the bullshit. Like, all right, bro, we know you, you – yeah, and you quote unquote happily married. Like it just it's it's the white boy cop out. Like I gotta show my family to show I'm a good dude. Like politicians do it all the time. Politicians say I'm Christian. Motherfucker, you just bombed like 20 people. You authorized that. That was you. That was yeah, you that, that was called you. today. I ain't forget that. I ain't forget that. That was you. That was you. You sat there and you picked up the red phone and you said bomb them. I ain't gonna ever forget that. I ain't gonna ever forget that. He said, God bless America. That was you. So the fact that he did that and then it progressively got nasty. And then he did the the thing that you don't do is say, hey, I hired a lawyer. This bitch is lying. Well, you're not supposed to do that if you're about to hire a lawyer lawyer, and it's going to trial because she's about to charge you anyway. So at that point, when you're being accused of something and you could be charged for it, you might want to shut the fuck up. Because what's going to happen is if you are found guilty by the court of law, you look like a dumbass, number two. But number one, now you got to get whatever sentence you got to get, whether it be prison, parole, probation. At this point, hell, if they did that for Dream, they probably could do it for him. This is easier. Believe it or not, this shit is way easier. Yeah, because you got, well, see, this is the, the tricky thing about those situations, like we said before. This boils down to a bunch of he said, she said. And in those situations, people tend to believe the man. Unfortunately, but, you know. Yeah. Oh. You know, wh- whether the man is being truthful or not, the man always gets more benefit of doubt than the woman. Because, I don't know, we've put it in our minds somewhere that it's capable. women are capable of lying, but men, for some reason, are not as capable. And we know it's a lot of nasty motherfucking dudes that lie way more than women. Yeah. And are very maniacal. But we live in a world where women yeah. is a devil because a lot of these motherfuckers aren't secure with themselves. Yeah. But back to being secure, Roman is secure at the bag, man. He about to secure that universal title. Like, it's about to be a wrap. I'm so, I feel I feel so bad for Bray in this sense. But um you know. He don't. He go home happy. I'll just say that. Yeah, no, it's true. But I mean, in some ways, I'm okay with it because Bray has managed to make himself the most interesting character for the past year. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm I'm totally with it. Um, I think the thing is, the one person that needs to be worried is Braun Strowman. Like, <laughs> oh, he about to be cruiserweight champion. Yeah, like Braun Strowman, about to, he about to be the longest reigning 24-7 champion in the history of WWE. Like It's just going to be Akira Tozawa and R-Truth chasing him around all day. All day. But, I mean, it's kind of reminiscent of a year or two ago when he wasn't really doing anything. That man had a tag match and went over with a kid. Yeah. This so, is to, yeah. Or it's he's getting his ass beat by Shinsuke and Cesaro for the Intercontinental title. It's about to be uh, Temptations for him. You know, you're about to come up here and say something. Roman going to be like, ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> it was all part of Vince's plan. He was like, man, I don't like this motherfucker, but we need to put the title on somebody because Goldberg only worked two times a year. So yeah, we got Goldberg, Goldberg was like, look, man, whether y'all get somebody for the belt or not, I'm gone after WrestleMania. So you figure something out. I don't care who I got to drop the belt to, but I'm dropping the belt. But um, nah, man, Roman coming back is good for SmackDown because it makes SmackDown infinitely more watchable. And it, it sets up a hierarchy again of like, you know, okay, so we know that the title contenders at this moment are Roman and Bray. 
Now you can bring some other people into the fray. Maybe you can bring AJ just dropped the belt. So now you got AJ. You got um, the Miz or Morrison, whenever you want to use them. And you got Big E, who, you know, we really got to get behind and try and get that man to the title. We but just, 2021 is his year. He probably hmm? going to, 2021 is his year. He'll probably go on the Royal Rumble and win it. Nah, he ain't winning the Rumble. Who you think? Brock Lesnar going to win it? Who I think running the Rumble? Yeah, even though that's like months away. Let's just <laughs> how 2020 going. Let's just get through this year and then we'll get uh, to January. But if still, Roman, if we want to make a prediction early, we can do that. If Roman doesn't win the title, I could see Seth winning. Oh, Roman win the title. We, let's go back to that. Like, who said that? Like, I got money on it, and that's one selfish reason why I need Roman to go over. But, like, dude, he came. My thing is, and I told my boy this, why would you keep the title on Bray now? What sense does it make? Yeah, that's true. And the thing about Bray is Bray is interesting enough where you don't necessarily need the title because his character is essentially like, look, man, you just don't want to mess with that dude. Exactly. Like, and if you mess with that dude, you ain't coming out the same person. So, you know, like, we really—he doesn't need the title at all. Like, he's still him without it. Like, we watched the Fire Fun House without a title being on the line. It was entertaining. I mean, obviously, because they shot it like, you know, a short piece, but still, is—he yeah. doesn't need the title for a year now. Him just being that character, he never needed the title. And the crazy thing is, when you said it's been a year, I'm like, damn, time is going by fast because in my mind, I'm trying to rewind when this character first came out. And then I know I was like, oh, no, turn this shit up. I was saying that for months. And I'm still kind of with that. But now when they have a program with him and Roman, I think it'll be better. And then if they are planning to book a hell in a cell, which they probably can do now because they at the Oracle Arena, you could book both of them, Roman. I'm sorry, Roman and the Fiend in the Hell in the Cell match, and that should be fire. Absolutely. The other thing I think now, the thing is, I don't think you want to go out of this with the Fiend. Like Braun is there, so Braun can take the pinfall. That's Braun's purpose in this triple threat, right? Whether Bray wins or Roman wins, Braun is taking the pinfall. Now, if you want to parse this out to like survivor series or beyond like maybe even if you want to put it to tlc and have it the fiend versus uh roman and then you want to put roman over okay but the thing i think is most important when it comes to this situation is you're absolutely right in the sense that bray wyatt is a character that at this point he's made his character so interesting that he doesn't necessarily need a title to be in a compelling storyline. Like, look at what happened with the Firefly Funhouse match with Cena. It's the match of the year. Damn near. And if not, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's the match of the year. That or the Boneyard match. And there was no title on the line. You got to think about, like, the, un the character of The Undertaker. The Undertaker's WrestleMania thing, what, only four of those matches were titled matches? Yeah, uh, one of them was with Mark Henry, uh, Diesel. No, the Diesel uh, one wasn't a title match. Batiste. But it was like, and then it was Sid. WrestleMania 13 was a title match. Yeah. Or was that Survivor Series? The Batista one and the Edge there you one, go. I think. So the one with Diesel, the, that's the first time he got the title, right? Yeah, the edge count. So the Diesel one had to be at Survivor Series when he first got the title. Uh, because they had I know a match the Diesel in, one was WrestleMania line. twelve. Okay, uh, I'm trying to look it up, but right now I'm just looking to see what people, even though it's kind of early. I'm just looking to see the predictions for Sunday. I'll be very surprised if Roman doesn't go over. I ain't going to hold you. Well, I could see a place for Bray winning, and this is the importance of Braun Strowman. 
is he's there to keep the other two looking strong or one of the other two looking strong and not winning. Right. Yeah, no, I get, he's definitely taking a pen because it's just a predication to for now on. It's like, all right, after this, bro, you just kind of got to fiddle. Why not have a mess with Jeff Hardy who – God bless Jeff Hardy. That's all I can say. That's all and I can say them, at this point. It's like, man. I'm going to be like, hey, man, your friend EC3 over there in Impact, maybe you want to go kick it with him. He's he not going to do that, even though I would recommend it, because, man, oh, man. <laughs> the move, once again, every time Jeff Hardy didn't come up, I think about what Jamie Foxx said. The moves ain't Chris. When he turned, the turn be forever. T, T, he be turning real slow. No, you you're absolutely right. We are not seeing prime Jeff Hardy no more. But I mean, the, the mixed card titles kind of left. Like if we want to keep it a bug, 2017, that's when it kind of went away. Well, I mean, it's, it's been gone before that. The thing I'll say about Jeff and mid card titles is, I mean, WWE don't respect mid card titles no more anyway. So we got to stop pretending like it matters who has a mid card title. Like. The mid-card title used to be put on people who you're like, yo, this gonna be this dude going to be champion one day. I'm like, hey, man, Drew McIntyre been back for like three years. He ain't won a mid-card title in that entire time. That entire time. But Yeah, because he had the Intercontinental title years and, ago. And that was what 2014 15 before he got cut 2004 yeah and then he got cut and then he went to impact and turned up him and bobby lashley where they had their best match hmm. on tv yeah so what what was that they had yeah that's when they had their best match. okay but no Anyways, we're talking about all these dudes. We bring up guys like The Fiend. We bring up guys like McIntyre. I said Seth Rollins might win the Royal Rumble. I think we got to acknowledge that, you know, maybe all of them should have been, you know, number one on the PWI list. Because that list is coming out tonight. And what's what it sounds like is we found out. We we sound we 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 found out where Seth Rollins is gonna be. It sounds like it's gonna be number twenty. And number one, you know, based off all accomplishments and other thing quality of matches, apparently John Moxley is number one. Now Moxley has won the AEW title this year. He's won the New Japan U.S. title. Fair. Um, you know, Drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble. Drew McIntyre won the WWE title. So I, I, I guess I can see because, I mean, Moxley won two big titles and, you know, the accomplishments and certain things like that of people who he beat. Like he's beating Lance Archer, he's beating Chris Jericho, he's beating the Brody Lees. In the past year, he's beaten the Kenny Omegas, he's beaten important people. He's beaten Pac a bunch of times. So I, you know, I guess I can see the arguments for number one. But they false. And I'm gonna be non-biased because everybody knows how I feel about Dean Ambrose, aka John Moxley. I'm gonna be unbiased. Is he top 10? Uh, I guess I, he wouldn't be in my top 10. But once again, I'm trying to be unbiased. Even, you know, let me get straight to the point. You already know how I am. I, I get straight to the point. I don't want to hear, and before we came on air, we talked about it, how PWI is not trying to integrate the list until 2021. Bruh, there's no reason why you should not push that button sooner. You can do it. Now, if you wanted to, like this list, I guess they had till June 30th of this year to 
uh, publicize it. But it's like, dude, you could have waited. We we in the age of technology, bro. You could have did the list two days ago and still put it out. We you putting hard copies out of magazines? That's crazy. Like, who's still getting hard copies of magazines? I want to hear the people that still get double XL magazines too, because that's hilarious. Hard copies. So with Dean Ambrose, it's like, all right, he up there, but he ain't number one. If you don't want to put women on the list, which is stupid as fuck, because the women, three women in the WWE have dominated this year alone, have been great. Asuka is my preference for MVP of the year, but that's just my preference. And the stats show, the merch sales show, etc. as well as Bailey and Sasha. But if you don't want to put women on the list, Drew McIntyre had a better year. Seth Rollins had a better year. And I'm not pro WWE by any means. Everybody knows that. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, uh, both evil and uh Nido. There we go. But um yeah, the the thing I I think I felt about this was well, the first thing I felt that's fascinating is yo, WWE were absolutely right about the shield. Like the shield was going to go on to change wrestling forever. Because mm-hmm. this is the first time I think in the history of a group or stable that all members have been considered the best wrestler in the world at one point. Yep. So, like, I, given Moxley's last 365 days, I can't sit up here and say that he didn't have a great year. He had an incredible year. Um. Yeah, yeah. he's he's great but, in New Japan, like I always say. I'm trying not to be non-biased. Like, I'm not sitting trying to bury the guy. Yeah. And but to be number one, I, I guess it's one of the things where I can just say, I guess, and it's not a cop out. I'm pretty direct with who I am when talking on this platform and in my life in general. But it comes to a certain point where I'm like, okay, I guess it's there. It's really opinionated. Like, that's why I don't get upset about any list because it's very much based on that person's opinion. And I guess the people that's a part of PWI. Uh, agreed upon him being number one. So, in their opinion, I guess he's number one, and we got to go with it. Important thing to remember when it comes to these lists, like you said, lists, you know, they're not important. They're just lists. And plus, you know, okay, we have to say some nasty man stuff right now. Remember that dude on Twitter who listed the top 600 adult film stars of all time? No, that's one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. I, I tend to forget about it, but every time I see it, I'm like, or I think about it, I'm like, dude. Yeah. Imagine if that dude did that every year. You, you need help. That's all I can say. You need help. Like a six. Yeah. I'm still thinking about that. Six hundred list. Like dog. Six hundred porn stars. Well, I say that to say. PWI does this yearly with a hundred less wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you add the women, it is six hundred. So they're trying to tell you who the six hundred best wrestlers are, yearly. Like it, like a, a power rank, a yearly power rankings is nice because it's, you know, it's a nice trophy to give someone they flowers and say, hey, you're the best. You are the official best wrestler in the world. That's cool. Can't be mad at that. The thing I think that becomes tricky about this is, you know, after like number five, how do you tell the difference between who's number 212 and who's 242? What What's honestly, the difference in accomplishments at this dude, point? Honestly, after about 50, maybe 100, I'm tapping out. Like, I can't think of, even though you, you compress this list and you look at all these workers, it's like, dude, after about 50 to 100, I'm done. I can't put that... That much thought into it, I really can't. 
And then how do you make it chronological order? You just go based on accomplishments, I'm guessing, as to what these workers did in the past year. And then, like I said, they once again do a cutoff at June 30th of this year. And it's just like, damn, you watched all that wrestling. That's the only thing I could think of. You watched all that wrestling comprised of this trash list. Well, the main thing, like, that's why I say, like, that's why I can't really get mad at the list. Like, if we want to talk about the people, let's talk about, you know, the top 10, top 15 or whatever. Those are the ones that you can make some argument for. Like, I don't know the difference between who's, why this person is the 30th best wrestler and this one is the 70th best wrestler. Like, I couldn't really tell you, to be honest. I don't think. I mean, they. I'm certain they have their their ways of telling you, but at a certain point, it's just who do you like more? Whose style do you like more? Who do you think is going to be something? Like at a certain point, it turns into the double XL freshman list because once you get past a certain number, like a lot of these guys are not very established, so all you can think is like, okay. We're hedging our bets that these might be some people to watch over the next four or five years. Maybe they'll find their way into the top 100. Maybe they'll find their way into the top 50. Maybe one or two of them will find their way into the top 10. That's all you can really, really hope for because outside of that, like, I mean, how do you account for people like, like, you know, who are wrestling in PWG who doesn't really televise? How can you account for people in uh, certain UK promotions that don't televise? How can you account for Dragon Gate? Like, people don't watch Dragon Gate. People aren't watching necessarily uh, the wrestling um, programs that are happening in South Africa and in Jamaica and such. So, you know, not everybody's out here watching House of Glory. It's it's one or two people that submit to PWI House of Glory. It sounds like at a certain point, all you can do is just pull up the results and be like, oh, this person won. This person is always winning. So this person must be good. Because, look, man, WWE gives you nine hours of wrestling on its, on its own a week. Yep. You know, AEW gives you three, three and a half sometimes. Impact gives you two, I believe. Uh, depending uh, on. No, I think just one day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like a one day show. They they actually have been doing like everybody else doing, and I know they're they're doing it for health reasons, but they've been splitting up days. They've been treating it like the music festivals. They had a second day for the uh, event yesterday. Okay. So they, but at most they're giving you what? Four hours of television a week. And then there's new Japan, which if they got a tournament going on, that's like 20 hours of wrestling. Bro. I have yet to get through summer fest. I'm like, all right, man, at this point, I don't know when it's going to happen. I mean, I got time now, obviously because the NBA is on hold, but, but even then, like, yeah, like you'd have to have a coalition of pe- of wrestling journalists to like to do this. It'd be a room as big as Congress and able to like have this actual discussion. Right. And I don't feel like it is. I feel like it's just whoever's working at PWI, which could be what at most 10, 15 writers. Mm-hmm. So you got what someone who's exclusively watching raw exclusively watching smackdown exclusively watching aew dynamite exclusively watching impact exclusively what like it's a lot of wrestling motherfuckers gotta get sleep and have lunch can't be watching all this wrestling it's impossible no not necessarily it's the people out there that's wired to watch tv for hours and hours i mean play video games for hours and hours me personally i can't do it that's why i don't really do the listing. I use my eyes and I use my common sense when I'm watching wrestling, and I don't get caught in yeah. the 
sort of illusion of grandeur that they have when it comes to pro wrestling because that is a lot to watch. It's like, dude, like I just said, that summer, the summer festival in New Japan, it's like, I don't know, maybe I watch two or three hours a day, one day a day. I don't know. I've done that before where I literally caught up like a month later because it's way too much media. Yeah, I can, I can, I can get with that. The other thing, only thing I can think they could do is like they just call these like promotions and be like, "Hey, give us some wrestlers to put on this list to watch out for." And like, what are their accomplishments? And then they put that, they weigh that the way they always have, and that's how you get the bottom of the list. Right, because five hundred workers, it's like okay, you watching. The major three, four promotions. Then you gotta watch the indies. Then you gotta watch the indie indies. So that's a lot. Yeah. Like, like is El Toro on that list? I don't understand how that works. Yeah. And like, you know, it also depends on like how big the promotion is. Like, what if someone's having a great year in MLW, but it's MLW? Like, no one from MLW was going to get over someone in WWE or AEW or New Japan. They're just not. Right. But this is also an important thing because I guess for wrestling fans, um, it doesn't matter about ratings, but this legitimizes AEW in the sense that they do have good wrestlers over there, which was never an argument. Like, the idea that if anyone wanted to argue AEW is not a good product because they don't have good wrestlers, is operating in bad faith. Yeah, they got pretty good talent over there. It's just the once again, it's the same thing I said before, and I was on the wagon for a little bit. Now I'm off because it's just a it's the bullshit that they pull, man. It's just like, damn, just stick with just wrestling. And yeah, maybe just me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate when it's just like, why can't Yeah, no, I was saying, I, I just like when any form of entertainment, man, just, just get to the work. I don't need the bullshit. Don't tell me about the ratings. Nobody watching that shit. Well, yeah, we that's, that's apps, the, man. Why does it matter? Yeah, that's the thing that I think they need to stop doing is talking about ratings. Like that's I know that's Tony Khan's thing, but like, dude, like that's where Cody and the Bucks and Kenny and all of them have to step in and be like, hey, we don't have to talk about this. We, if we want to, you know, go prove we're the better show, let's just go out there and be the better show and hope people show up. Because that was their that was their MO for like the past year was go out there, be the better show and ignore the ratings. Let the money men and the businessmen talk about the ratings. We're the wrestlers. We over here doing the wrestling. And I get it. They kind of have to talk about the ratings because they can't, they don't have the luxury of not putting on a show in the way that, if WWE couldn't do SmackDown uh, tomorrow, it wouldn't stop the show. Whereas, you know, if AEW didn't do a show, that could be the end of AEW, legitimately. Um, but you know, we've been talking about this list. Let's uh, let's have a little fun game. I'm going to run down some names on the list that we know are going to be on the list and you tell me where you think they'll rank. All right. Sound good? So we know Moxley's more than likely going to be number one. We know if the rumors are true, Rollins is 20. Uh, let's give a name that we know will be on the list. So let's do another AEW person. Let's do Kenny Omega. Like if he's saying, not, is he, is, if he's going to be on the list, no, he's he's going to be on the list. But where where do you where do you think he's honestly going to be on the list? Number two, probably. 
These are not based on my opinion. These are not based on my opinion. I'm just saying what I think these ridiculous lists are going to do. I think they're going to put him somewhere in the top 10. I thought they'd have him at like number eight, maybe 11. It's going to be in the top 10. Just know it's going to be somewhere in the top 10. We'll see. Uh, Let's do another champion. Let's do Drew McIntyre. Uh, He'll be six. Six. Okay. I had him at number two. I, I agree with you, but I'm going by what I think they'll do, which is yeah. a large thing. So I I think, yeah, we'll see. Um, let's do Bray Wyatt. Uh, probably three. Three. Oh, higher than Drew McIntyre. I feel like he just appeals to – I like the theme, but I feel like he appeals to the PWI crowd. He does. He does. Um, let's throw a curveball in there. Where's AJ Styles going to be? Number two. No, you said Kenny Omega's number two. Did I? I'm tripping. Yeah. Uh, number four then. Oh. He has had a good year. He's put on some good TV matches. The Nakamura and the Daniel Bryan match were good. Yeah, especially the Daniel Bryan match. Uh, well, we got to talk about him. Please try and control your anger. Okay. Where is Cody going to be? <laughs> number five. Okay. Let's he go actually number- might be number two. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, um, yeah, he might be number two. Where's Tetsuya Naito going to be? 12. Hmm. Interesting. What about Okada? 20. Nah, Rollins is 20 according to rumors. So he either 19 or 21. Okay, give him 21. Okay. Um, let's do a few more names here. Where where are they gonna rank Ace Austin? Uh probably eleven. Eleven. And you know, because I want to have some fun, where's Braun Strowman gonna be? <laughs> probably number seven. I can't see it. I can't, I can't see, see most of the numbers I named, but I'm we still here. Like I'm yeah. just Yeah. But I, I'm with I, you. Yeah, I can't see like I I'm not even gonna give this a hard time on PWI. Like if you're if you're accurate, that's gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be a hilarious list. Like actually, yeah, and then I got uh Incel Jericho is like number six, number five. Uh, the thing that's going to be hilarious about this is if you're right and they say <laughs> Braun Strowman has been a better wrestler this year than Seth Rollins, I'm going to laugh. I'm telling you. I'm going to laugh. The, the oh, here's, here's one that is tricky. Where is Otis going to rank? Oh, he might be 500. No, nah, he's not 500. I see him as he number- <laughs> 500. Nah, he'll be like number 50. He'll be number 50. The money in the bank winner, and they're not treating him as if he has it at all. I am so terrified that he's going to trade the money in the bank for like a steak or something. (laughs) Shouts out to the black announce table. Cody said he's going to trade it in for a slap of ribs. Yeah, like he's going to trade it in for his white queen. I mean, I'm he gonna say the title shot for Mandy Rose, but damn, he gonna do he gonna be fabulous out there with Jagged Edge and, and Diddy trading it all. That's hilarious. You ain't you don't have you already got her. Why you gotta trade in the title shot? You you know, you remember the thing, girl? I traded on money, cars, even give up the street dream. You gonna give up? Hey, title- this just occurred. What if Roman goes over on Sunday? And then he cashes in. That's when uh, Otis cashes in. 
You know what'd be funny is if he do that and he take the L. Did they just bury him? They might. No, nah, I think Deuce is high on him. I think he oh. likes him. Here's another one that I think. All right, this person I think we both can agree should be top ten this year. Where's Randy Orton gonna rank? Shit, probably thirty. I could see him as number nine. He should be higher than that. He's top five. Top Maybe. five better alive right now. On my list, he's top five for this year. Yeah, no, he's very he's been very much a Jadakiss type of uh you're right. He he got the laugh every time he kicks somebody in the head too. He brought back the punt kick. Yeah. He just gotta like, start wearing more pants. So I'm like, dude, you just don't have no pants, bro. Hey, yo. <laughs> he always come up with like a goddamn vest on. <laughs> nah, for real. He do. And he uh he gotta get them fillers back, man, because that neck is looking uh looking very emaciated. Yeah, no, nah, he don't need to take a wild bump. Please don't. Nah, he don't need to. He just do his uh his 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 style of wrestling. He's made that really compelling this year. Um, and yeah. yeah oh, let's do a prop. Let's do one last one, and it's gonna be problematic as hell. Oh shit! Where is the Velveteen Dream ranking? Shit, he actually might be number two. I go back. I changed my list. Nah, he'll be like number 25 or something. Oh, he black. Never mind. PWI don't like black workers. Oh, yeah, he definitely going to be 25, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, Because Kofi had the title last year. They put him like number seven, eight, somewhere around there. Yeah, he had legitimately, other than Daniel Bryan, that was probably legitimately the most feel good moment of uh of WrestleMania's since the Daniel Bryan one and before that, I don't know when the last good feel good WrestleMania moment. I guess uh he who shall not be named winning the title at WrestleMania twenty. No, Ray Mysterio in two thousand six. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. That, that threw me off. I'm like, where? Yeah. But um, are oh, you talking about the guy that they had in the crowd at the Thunderdome? Yeah, fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah, the Thunderdome is not going well <laughs> at all. But, like, it, it's not needed. I was cool with the like, performance center. Well, the thing about the Thunderdome is I like the look of it, and it's going. It's just that video thing. You got to manage that, man. You've had, you've had a few people put up. Uh, you know, we got to say his name is Chris Benoit. And someone got caught putting up KKK stuff in the last show. I think it was either at SummerSlam or Raw. Like, uh, it was SummerSlam. They was wilding because motherfucker in the crowd had uh, the dude that tried to kidnap Sonya Deville. Yeah. Like, what's the purpose of this? Motherfuckers just think these incels, these these little white dudes think this shit is funny. I don't know how you can think that's hilarious, but at the same time, these the same motherfucker that laugh at dick and fuck jokes all day. So, but even that, like, man, you, what kind of person you think? Like, oh yeah, the this person will absolutely find this funny if I do this right now. Like, bro, y'all not Borat, y'all not Eric Andre, where y'all can do this type of risky humor and get away with it. Because y'all not good at it. Right. But, you know, it, it is what it is, to be honest. Um, moving on. Let's talk about... Uh, so, yeah. Staying on wrestling. I mean, this whole wrestling podcast. I mean, staying on... Uh, where we think things ranked as far as uh, quality. Is this the first time clearly that a WWE pay-per-view event was better than an NXT pay-per-view event? That's it. That's been happening a lot this year. I've been on record saying that NXT has not been hyped. You know what I mean? It hasn't been fired to me this year. It's probably just because 
of where we at in the world or it's just probably because they've always showed up so heavy that we tend to forget like yo this is really for a development talent and not even development talent as if it's like just new people in wrestling which it is at this point right now but people that came from the indies and started working to get a bigger platform but i, I would like some i would dare i say AEW shows more than nxt shows this year uh yeah i can see that i think the thing that's also a thing that's been hurting nxt is nxt's matches even more than wwe's at times really require an audience like you want that audience invest because the audiences get so invested into those matches that it has you invested as well so sometimes it's like the emotion and certain things that happen just bring you there like i thought this pass and the ladder match for the north american title was just a little it felt long like had there been an audience i probably would have been into it all the way um but i I did think damian priest winning the title was the right move i will say that like they made all the right decisions like damian priest absolutely should have won eo shirai deserved to win carrying cross was the right person to win it's just those matches were so like and some of those storylines were so emotionally like resonant that a large audience really, really would have set them off in ways that um, that really would have been special. And unfortunately, they didn't have that this year. Yeah. So, I, so I, I think one of the big things that's hurting NXT is the fact that they just they don't those those matches need the audience in ways that. Um, not saying that other promotions don't, but that's the most passionate fan base. So missing that passion from some of the matches made the matches feel good, just not great. Yeah, it, it could be the crowd. It's the, the booking right now because most of the talent, once again, is uh on a development basis. and But it's working with the going back and forth, so Breeze Angle went over last night, which was great. And I actually like that match with Imperium. But, you know, NXT UK is about to start back up. So I understand that. And Imperium probably like, we want to – I can't do an Austrian accent. But – or are they British or Austrian? Uh, Walter is Austrian. Uh, Fabian Eichner is Italian. And Marcel Bartel is uh, German. Okay, well, we want to go back to our country. I could just do a somewhat German accent. They don't. We just, we just say we we want to go back. You ain't got to do the accent. They know. It's me. <laughs> they know. I, it felt, I felt like I had to try to attempt the accent, but we just want to go back. So, you know, they dropped the titles. Probably like, oh, bet say less. We've been waiting to get out of Orlando, and yeah. you know, so that was great last night. Uh, the back, the fact that Finn is back there. So I think. What they should do is kind of just start doing what they're doing now, bringing some of the old talent that used to work there or hasn't worked there before just to come on the show. Because why not? I think Finn fits perfect being back at NXT, but he could be on any show. And Breezango is perfect for there, even though they can be on any show. It's just It really doesn't matter. They can switch back and forth. Everybody is kind of in the same area nowadays. Everybody is in or Orlando, whether you're at the Performance Center, or I'm sorry, whether you're at Oracle or you're going to Full Sail where they shoot NXT, you good either way. So, but that that Fatal Four Way Iron Man match turn that shit way up next week. We got a classic on our hands. True. 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 Like a fatal four-way Iron Man match as well. Whoever get the most pins. I feel like this is like I'm trying to think of a video game. This might be just Call of Duty or Free Fall or Halo. But no, it's just it's just the time we in right now. I don't think they, they're being creative. Like I just said, a fatal four-way Iron Man match. Like I don't think that's ever happened before. So they coming up with ideas and we just we just hope and see. You know, shouts out to wrestling for even trying to do stuff right now. 
And just shouts out to, you know, even though it's more important things going on in the world right now, shouts out to entertainment, I guess, for trying. But, you know, it is what it is. If people don't like it, once again, turn it off, read a fucking book. I got two I can recommend you right now. Well, there it is. We're going to do it to the Banks' book club next. Oh, we can do that, but you know, my my books are a little weird, so people are going to be kind of freaked out, but still. Yeah, you do. You be doing Hebrew geometry and stuff like that. Yeah, no, hey, I took that J Electronica album to heart. Apparently. Apparently. You got to do the science, God. I'm like, no, nah, I'll just stick with No Names Book Club for right now. She has a book club? Yeah. Okay. Let me see. She had it for like the past year or so. All I saw her say this morning is she wanted to go do shrooms and ride a bike. And so she would have a book club. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, you know, a lot of people can relate, no name. Yeah. Some about only one thing, but that's not a bad thing. You're right. You ain't gonna catch me doing those shrooms, man. Why not? All right. <laughs> Why not? Nah, man. I'm a drug free man. I'm a drug free man. I got no no qualms with people who uh who would like to like do as much as you like. Be safe about it. I just I I will not personally participate. I'm watching old payback. I think this is from 2017 with AJ Styles versus Reigns. Mm-hmm. Yo, did he have context in this whole time, Roman Reigns? I don't think so. Well, he got context here. Maybe I'm bugging. I don't know. This is a great match, by the way. Yeah. Uh, 2016. Yeah, this is a great match. This is one of the matches when they said he can't wrestle, and it's like, all right. I mean, be it that he's in the ring with AJ Styles, but still, you still got to know how to work. And for somebody yeah. that's smaller than you, if you can work with somebody smaller than you and you're bigger than them, you, you, you can work. It don't matter. The other thing is, I think people sometimes think working is just knowing a lot of moves and like, okay, that's that's one way to know how to work. But, you know, if you know how to get the crowd into it, that's probably the best way to know how to work. No matter how that is, if it's doing a bunch of moves to get the crowd invested, do that. If it's a more methodical pace, fine. Just do thing, do the things that's going to get the crowd invested into what you and the person you're in the ring with are doing. Right. I think that's, you know, that's all I want to see as a wrestling fan. I don't care about styles. You want to do flippy wrestling? Do flippy wrestling. Fuck out of here. Like, these motherfuckers are acting like flippy wrestling is new. They sound like WCW people. Whereas, like, you guys can't be world champion because you do flippy wrestling. Like, by that sentiment, you know, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, AJ Styles, Chris Jericho, none of them should have been world champions because they all did what was classified as flippy wrestling. Right. Like they were the cruiserweights, they did a lot of flippy stuff, they did a lot of fast stuff and a lot of twists and turns. That's flippy shit. Yeah. Don't you know I me? Mean, Randall been saying like that ain't wrestling or his way of phrasing it, basically saying like the spots that they do now isn't really wrestling. That's like, well, it's different forms, man. It's just now it's just a hybrid of a lot of things. Well, and, it, it wasn't just him, like. You know, Edge and Undertaker been on the record basically saying it too. Um, and look, I don't have more wrestling experience than them. They've watched more wrestling than me. They've wrestled. They've obviously wrestled more matches than me. The only thing I'll say is someone is like the only thing I want is to be in is investment. And however you can figure that out, I'll take it. If it's a more methodical style, okay, give me that. I'll take it. Because if it's good, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I, I don't really, I think that's what it is. It's just like, I don't really care what specific platform 
you wrestling on as long as there's no bullshit involved and you wrestling if you cut a good promo even then i don't care about promos i watch new japan they barely cut promos if you could just work i'm fine with that yeah i don't need much more but you know tis what it is i ain't mad at nobody um yeah i don't really have anything else no, me neither. Uh, you want to do predictions for Sunday or? Well, they haven't even announced the full car yet. Like this oh. pay per view, it threw me off. Like I said, I was I fell asleep during the Drew and Randy match, not because it was boring, just because I was tired. And then I saw I peeked my eyes open. I saw payback this Sunday or next Sunday, and I said, "Damn, I'm bugging." And then when I fell back asleep, I saw the finish to Bray versus Braun. And I was like, all right. And then I saw Roman Reigns came out, and I was like, wait a minute. I must be tripping right now. Yeah, no. That that was that was a that was a thing to wake up to. That that, yeah, that was, wasn't, you know, it was not perfect just timing the television and it, set. And it, it was perfect timing and it caught us off guard. Cause we thought he was gonna be back maybe next year. I mean, you know. But maybe that maybe that's why be a hell of a This is pretty much gonna be a repeat card though. Like uh the announced matches we got right now is Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. Who cares? No, I want to see that. Wait, wait, wait. You can't just say that. Yeah, I just worry because I feel like that match is gonna end in a no finish. They already did that. And it's like, look. If you're going to bring Keith Lee up and you're going to make him a big enough deal to face Randy Orton, who's been one of the hottest wrestlers of the year, let him win. Yeah, why would they not put him over, number one? And then number two, you can't do a false finish again. There I did that. I, I just worry, like... Keith Lee is just a pawn to further the the Orton McIntyre story. I was gonna say the white man's agenda. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> nah, it, it it definitely is because that man Drew took two punches to the head. That shit had me weak. I ain't gonna even hold you. That shit had me rolling. Yeah. Especially the second time. It feels like Keith Lee might lose this match, particularly because of his attire and his new music. It's like, okay. <laughs> that tweet is hilarious. I know, but I'll get straightened out. I'm like, bro. Mm. I know it's bad. It ain't my fault. I'll get it straightened out. I'm like, that's hilarious that he would even have to address that. No, I mean... You know, wrestling fans, we're weird. If something, if we don't like something that someone did, like, you know, when War Machine was renamed the Viking Experience, like, people was tweeting them, like, what are you doing in this and that? It's like, yo, we we can't really, you know, Vince runs the show. Right. It's like, bro, who fucking cares? You know what's going to happen if they got to the main card anyway? That and... Direct your tweets at Vince and WWE because he's directing it at the talent. Yeah. Like, that would be like tweeting a player who's benched. Like, you you lost the team the game because you didn't play. It's like, motherfucker, talk to the coach. Right. Like T-Mac on the Spurs. Don't tweet me. I'm gonna yeah. tweet. I'm gonna tweet Bobo and ask him why Mike Malone didn't play you. I'm, I'm 20. I'm 19, bro. Not just that, but like, right? There's someone who makes decisions on who gets to go into the game and who doesn't. Because the only other time is if I start complaining about the coach. Now I'm ungrateful. Like if Keith Lee would have went out there and start complaining, like my music is not good, my attire is bad, this and that. All them people who would have been complaining like, oh, you're, you know, your music sucks now. Your attire sucks now. What's going on? Why'd they make you shave your beard? 
if he would have went out there and complained about that, they would have called him ungrateful and not appreciative. And he needs to trust the process or whatever the fuck that means. Trust the process. Like, stop getting mad at the talent for the behind the scenes people making changes. Like, just tweet at Vince, tweet at WWE, tweet at whoever's a producer and a writer for them. Like, yo, stop this. Stop this. You got the man out here looking like he wearing a dry fit romper. That's hilarious. I thought he had to watch the throne outfit on. Yeah. Like, come on, man. You got him out here looking through his third eye. He ain't even trying to do that. He might change the gear too. Like, I don't know, man. They we've seen this. Like you just said with the Viking experience, then they went to the Viking Raiders. So it works out, but yeah, but they didn't change. They didn't change their gear. No, you got to still make them like cavemen. You don't do that. That was a takeaway. Ivar wear a shirt. Yeah, they was wearing all tight. They had the full NBA 2K. But anyway, when they was playing uh, against uh, Montez and them. Anyways, uh, I think that's the show. That's it. Yeah, we back. We we bite. So we'll probably have. I mean, obviously, because we don't have the full card, we'll just have the run through for uh, payback next week because they probably announce at least three to four more matches on Friday, which is tomorrow. I don't know what you just said. The audio is just messing up there, but didn't. I think we'll leave it there. Bye, is it messing up now? All right.